Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. (laughs) The vibes are immaculate on this fine Monday. Let's have ourselves a good week, shall we? Um, Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Patties podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig and Sean. Petey is probably about to land in Dallas any second, Uh, waiting to hear from him. Mm. Craig, how are you? (laughs) Oh, fabulous. Just fabulous. (laughs) Um, I love chasing rumors. Oh, man. Yeah. Lots of stuff to get into today. Obviously, we're going to kind of play off Craig's article on gophnx.com. If you haven't read it yet, um, it's about all of the potential options around the Valley for the Coyotes now that the Ted is dead. Um, So we are moving on to other options. We'll get into all of that today. But yeah, rumors running rampant. The internet is crazy. I tried to stay off Twitter all weekend. Um, Really only checked in on the Discord because, man, there's a lot of stuff out there. So let's just get into it, Craig, shall we? Sure. What do you want to lead with? (sighs) Let's just. Larry Brooks just responded to me, by the way. Let's just start with this. Yeah. Let's start with that. Well, can we set the scene of what what happened and what led to this? Yes. In his Sunday column, Larry Brooks. And who is Larry Brooks? Larry Brooks is covers the Rangers and really the NHL for the New York Post. Um, and in his Sunday column, he reported, among other things, that they're going to be meeting on about the Coyotes. Um, Slapshots has also learned, that's the name of the column, Slapshots has also learned that Coyotes players filed multiple complaints with the PA during the season about substandard travel, lodging, and the logistical issues that were in violation of the collective bargaining agreement. So I reached out to a lot of agents that represent Coyotes. I represented. I, I reached out to Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, and I reached out to the NHLPA for comment. I have not heard back from the PA, and I still think it's important to hear from that end before we have a definitive word on this. Um, but again, I spoke to multiple agents. None of them are aware of what happened here. None of them. I haven't heard from every agent that represents Coyotes yet, but I've heard from most of them. None of them are aware of what what happened here. And here's what NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly just told me that I tweeted within the hour. There is no factual basis for the blurb. The only issue ever brought to my attention related to player concerns related to construction delays in connection with the completion of Mullet Arena. And he continued beyond that. No other player complaints were ever brought to my attention. No grievances were filed and no complaints were adjudicated either formally or informally. Now, let me read the response from Larry Brooks. I'm not going to engage in a back and forth here, but I did not report that the PA had filed complaints or grievances with the league, only that players had lodged complaints with the PA and that the issue would be discussed at an upcoming meeting. Okay. If it's complaints, I get it. The PA was monitoring this situation all season long. I can think of one instance where the players were very unhappy when the team flew from Edmonton to Colorado after playing a late game in Edmonton that went to overtime They wanted to stay overnight, and they were told that it was not cost-effective. They were forced to fly to Denver. If you know the logistics of those two cities, we've talked about (laughs) this, maybe the two farthest airports from the arenas in the league. So overtime, late game in Edmonton, long bus ride to the airport, fly to Colorado to Denver, go through customs, long ride into the city of Denver. We heard like 5 a.m. they were in their beds. The players were pissed. The staff was pissed that they did not get to stay overnight. So I'm aware of that. Now, I'm going to say this as well, and hopefully the PA will 
provide some clarification on this. If there were actual violations of the CBA, why on earth would the PA not file those with the league? That doesn't make any sense to me. I have also heard from another source, I don't want to confirm this yet, but it's more on the PA side that there were no CBA violations. I will continue to monitor this. Again, I'm waiting to hear back from the PA. I don't know if I'm going to get a response from them or not. And I'm sure a lot of this will be discussed when Marty Walsh meets with the Coyotes and and when they have various meetings with the teams, et cetera. I'm sure all of this stuff is going to come up. Again, they were monitoring the Coyotes situation all season long because it was far from ideal. They played 20 of their first 24 games on the road and they had to play at Mullet Arena. So things were not ideal, but were there actual CBA violations? I'm not sure. The other thing that I have asked the PA is, how common are these complaints from teams? Because I want to put this in context. If it was just complaints and not CBA violations, and then other teams complain at various points too, okay, that's important context as well. So we'll see what the PA says. All right, there you have it. Um, stay tuned for hopefully a response from the PA. And Craig is continuing to work on this. You can follow along at Craig S. Morgan on Twitter. And we've been retweeting at PHNX underscore Coyotes as well. Can I add something? Yes, I'm hearing, and I don't. I don't want to call him out because I don't know. But this is from a former player, by the way, giving some of that context. I had plenty when I was with Ottawa in their peak of the Melnick and do shittiness. And when I voiced them to the PA, the response I got was, "What do you want us to do about it?" Ottawa blew through two CBA provisions, but the CBA had no teeth, so rules really didn't matter, and the PA didn't give a shit about me, especially since I'd already been sent down. Okay, so that gives us some context for whether the complaints come from other teams. I don't want to call anyone out at this point because I haven't asked this person if it's cool to cite them yet, but this is a former NHL player DMing me right now. Anyway, go ahead. Hopefully more to come while we're live on the air today. Um, we'll see. There, there, there's always freaking something, Craig. Um, man, last week we really thought... We would, you know, dust off the arena talk and put it away. And the only arena talk we would have is what we want to see inside the building. And we are kind of back to square one now, which is unfortunate, obviously dealing with um, these reports as well. But, you know, if you want to know what's going on, you're in the right place. So before we get into the different sites um, and the pros and cons of each possibilities for the Coyotes around the Valley, just want to, I guess do a little mini like state of the union, state of the state, like the situation of what's going on right now. And this, you know, was kind of summarized in, in Craig's lead, but I think yeah, there's been, there's points. been, a, it's been a huge roller coaster for the last week. Let's just be frank. And us and PD and Sean, like we have changed our mindset on things almost hour by hour from Tuesday night to Wednesday morning to Friday. So Craig, can you kind of just, paint a picture and, and kind of, I guess, if you want to just summarize the points you made in your article. Yeah. What, what are points. some, what are things that we know to be true? Let's do some, some, some facts. Yeah. And that's the reason I let off the story with that. I, by the way, struggled with writing this story because there's so much in here. It took so much research. And, and by the way, I shouted out members of our community, but again, thank you guys, John Glenn, uh, Catherine Coleman and Trey Terry. Thank you so much for your help on this. Thanks to Tom Galvin as well. A lot of people helped point me in the directions. I'm not uh, an expert on real estate or tax laws or city ordinances or city charters. You mean you didn't get into this job to report on city no, politics? No, I didn't. You wanted Listen, to be a sports reporter? always a certain <laughs> amount of business that comes with sports, but yeah, I never dreamed that I would be on a first name basis with multiple city councils. So <laughs> anyway, this is why I wanted to lead with this because it, it, there's a lot of and as I alluded to in the tweet previewing the show, there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of bad reporting out there about the arena because people don't take the time to make the extra calls to really dive into the nuance and details of it. So first and foremost, team president and CEO Javier Gutierrez confirmed on Friday that the Coyotes are not for sale. Second, a league source confirmed to me last week that the NHL has no desire or plan to force Alex Morello to sell the team. Third, and despite reports to the contrary, the league has set no timetable on the Coyotes finding another arena solution in the Valley. And we'll get into this a little bit more later. And fourth, finally, the league believes there are still several viable sites in the Valley for a new arena. So those are important things that color the rest of our discussion and should color 
everybody is reporting. I know I'm, I shouldn't hold my breath on that one. Yeah, this will not be a show discussing relocation cities because... As far as we know, they are exploring options in Arizona and with no intent to sell um, at this point, then it's hard to imagine any intent to move the team as well. So that is set aside completely for this discussion. We will only be talking about Arizona options um, for this team. So any other uh, rumors you want to get out of the way before we... I mean, we'll get to some as we go through the different sites, but... Anything else you want to get off your chest? I feel like we need to just open the show with all of them so we can just have our discussion. I just no. Let's let's okay. let's save that for our actual discussion of the various sites. Okay. okay. Because there's been some okay less than complete. I'll, all right. I, I want to shout out my former colleague Dennis Welch who was reporting on Fiesta Mall and the possibility of Mesa, and I saw him on a podcast with Mark McClune as well, and he. Had a lot of nuance on that podcast, understanding that they're looking at other sites, there are complications. So Dennis is an old colleague of mine, terrific dude and a terrific reporter. So there's a guy you can count on locally to, to do the work and find out what's actually happening. All right. There it is. Um, okay. Before we get into the sites, I really want to highlight this because we need to kind of change our tone and be have some fun. And our Discord are some of the like so many creative funny fun people in there and on i think it was saturday morning we received this, this is um this is from monsi 19 his name is kevin um in our discord and if you're listening on audio it's it's basically a graphic the city of tempe family fun day slash remediation at lauren kuby park with some pictures of the dump at rio salado and priests i love the events um saturday june 3rd 2023 fun for the whole family Okay, these are the bullet points. King of the Hill on the Gale Shanks compost heap. These are the events, the <laughs> fun events that you can expect as a family. Quote, gold in the water, Charles Seiler buried treasure, dig for the kids. <laughs> um, then you got practice firefighting on the Don Penich Thacker, quote, eternal flame trash heap. And then the other game, toss the billionaire, concrete block toss. <laughs> Do you yeah, see the, the fine print? No, can you read it? I can't read it from uh, here. It says, admission, $10 per person. Event to be held weekly until we reach our $73 to $100 million goal to remediate the dump and build an amazing park you were promised. <laughs> so that's what's going on in Tempe oh, right now. God, Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much. We needed the laugh. Uh, we needed the smile. Yeah. And that really gave it to us. So um, we can, I guess, set aside Tempe <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that, or at least that particular site as an option for the Coyotes, as we know, that was uh, set aside after the events of last week. So we're going to get into site by site. I know there's been a lot of question, a lot of discussion, a lot of rumors. Um, we'll get into each of them site by site. But before we do that, um, the NHL playoffs are going on. That mm. is why PD's on the road. Um, every game has gone to overtime so far in both series, which is insane. Um, so I, I guess you can bet a game to go to overtime if you want to do that. Um, check out BetMGM. They give you free bonus bets every Saturday and Wednesday. So I got one on Saturday and I was just like a free bet. I'm just going to place futures on like teams to win the championship. That's a fun way to use a bonus bet. Um, so every Saturday and Wednesday on BetMGM, fans will automatically receive a bonus bet upon logging into their account and they expire after 72 hours. So make sure you, you use them. But if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, it's a perfect time with NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, MLB regular season. Um, use the bonus code PHNX when you sign up. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona, Arizona audience, you'll get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Thank you to Shane. And as we explore these options around the valley, uh, they're in various locations, but have no fear. There are Circle K's everywhere. Um, so no matter where the coyotes end up, there will be a Circle K nearby for you to stock up on gas, on snacks, um, and 
you might just see me on your gas pump. I've got like five texts and tweets this weekend about people spotting me, um, which was pretty funny. So a little extra bonus if you go to a Circle K gas pump. So make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff Circle K has to offer. Right now, they have a um, SMS thing going on. You can text PHNX to 31310, join the subscriber club, and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. This is perfect. It's like 100 degrees every day. There's nothing more I want than a cold drink in my hand. So check out Polar Pops. You can head to CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. All right, Time let's get into options. it. All right, and let's go. start with Fiesta Mall in Mesa. I think this is probably the site that we have heard the most chatter around um, on Twitter, yep. elsewhere. So, what do you have? What do you got on Fiesta Mall in Mesa? Fun fact: When I first moved to Arizona, I first lived in Mesa. I lived very close to Fiesta Mall, which used to be a thriving regional mall, uh, and now is has been shuttered for I think five years. Um, of course, MCC is still over there, and MCC is actually a, a huge school with plans to go four year if they haven't already. I don't even remember. Um, there's a, a medical center there. So there's some pieces in place for sort of renovation of this area. Here's what I'll say about Fiesta Mall. Clearly, the city of Mesa would love to make something happen because, again, as I said, this is an area that needs renovation um, badly. That That area of the city has really fallen into decay. It used to be one of the the crown jewels, at least in the western half of Mesa. This option is not new. I know there have been a lot of breathless reports about Fiesta Mall suddenly on the Coyotes' radar. Fiesta Mall has been on the Coyotes' radar ever since Javier Gutierrez was named as president. He was brought in to find an arena solution. As he told us, that was priority rate number one through ten from Alex Morello. He's known about this site. The Coyotes haven't acted on this site in the past. So keep that in mind when considering what might be the best options. When you look at the geography, you say, well, it's, it's not that far from, from everything else, but it's another 11 miles from the, the, the Tempe site. And anybody who's done that 101 drive between the North 202 and the 60 and how that all backs up and how ugly that gets, it's not, it's not an easy move to get out to Fiesta Mall from, from Tempe and certainly not from North Scottsdale. I'm not saying it's as bad as Glendale because it's not. I know some people have suggested that, but that's off base because we already know that two thirds to three quarter of their premium season ticket holders live on the east side of town. And even if you're coming from the North Valley, it's still closer than Glendale. Glendale's a schlep even from the North Valley. So it would be closer. And they have a lot of they have a lot of those premium season ticket holders in the, the Chandler Gilbert area as well. So it would be closer to their base. So I'm not gonna cross it off entirely, but just know that it has some issues. Um, location, I still think, is an issue. It's been there a long time, which tells me that they're maybe lukewarm on it. And there are other options. I think there are other options. Well, one of the comments, can you scroll up a little, Sean, from POB? Um, Fiesta Mall is a good location. I don't think the area can support high-end shops and restaurants. That's, that's a really fair point as well. I mean, if you remember, Javier Gutierrez was touting the development in Tempe as the Rodeo Drive of... Arizona or Tempe, um, I, I don't think that was the right mes message in Tempe. I definitely don't think it's the right message in Mesa. So does it lead to a, a rethinking of what they're trying to do in Mesa if they do go ahead with this? I don't know. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind, like Carvana CEO Ernie Garcia held the option on that land in Tempe. His company owns the, the land. He's the CEO of the company that owns the Fiesta Mall land as well. So that's, that's an interesting wrinkle. And one other thing that has come up um, has been about the potential for another public vote because of some of the privately owned land what what can you say about that well i mean it was it was john jowles the mesa mayor who told let me read what he actually told uh, the city uh, i think this was dennis welch actually who did this this report um he told him that there he didn't think there would be a public vote but the the mesa city charter says that if they're if they incur if the city incurs any form of debt in an amount greater than one million five hundred thousand and or exchange or grant city owned land of a fair market value in excess of one million five hundred thousand to construct or aid in the construction of any amphitheater, sports complex, cultural or entertainment facility, arena, stadium, good God, legalese, convention <laughs> facility, or multi-purpose facility without approval of the majority of the electorate voting thereon at the next ensuing election. So they can't do it without a vote. So I don't know how you structure a deal 
with that low a threshold. Maybe there's a way to do it. Maybe there's a way to tweak this deal to get it done. But keep in mind that anytime you're dealing with a municipality, there is that threat of a public vote. We just saw how it went in Tempe. I can also tell you this definitively. The Coyotes do not want another public vote. So anything that they pursue they don't? is probably going to try and avoid that. Yeah. Yikes. Um, all right. Well, we'll move on from um, Fiesta Mall and Mesa. William in the chat said the Fiesta Mall is a traffic jam, but that's on- the only big drawback. That's why the old Phoenix Rising location, parentheses, tribal, is much better. Well, let's talk about tribal land, Craig. And I think geographically, tribal land is probably the best option in that sense. Um, it's right there along the 101, you know, by Scottsdale, by the East mm-hmm. Valley. Like lo- location-wise, it's fabulous. Yeah, it's it's one of those areas they looked at initially, or like multiple times, right? Even, yeah. Even when you consider where Los Arcos is, right? Yeah. It's just in to the west yeah. from that area. But there's a lot of issues um, with mm-hmm. using tribal land, and most of them have to do with the fact that the whole thing about the TED was Alex Morello would get to own the land, he'd get to develop the land how he wanted it. It would be completely privately funded. Tribal land he wouldn't be able to do the things that no. he would have done at the TED site. There's no land ownership allowed. Obviously, it's a, it's a sovereign nation. You, yeah. can't, you can't own land there, can't build residences, and that was a huge part yeah. of his revenue model and the part that Sky Harbor was fighting. So that's issue. There are gaming issues because of the compact. You, you can't just open a sports book on tribal lands. It's, it's not allowed. So there might be a way to work a partnership, but you're giving up revenue there as well. Um, there are there are a host of issues with it. Um, one of the other things that I that I reported in here, um, the process to secure that land lease, you, you need a long term ground lease. The process to secure that lease is lengthy and often difficult to finalize. Depending on the size of the commercial parcel, it could take five to ten years to entitle the property for development. I don't think I need to tell people that the Coyotes don't have that kind of time. Is there a workaround? I don't know. Again. I've been diving in. I'm, I'm out of my depth on a lot of this stuff, and I'll just be blunt with that. I don't know if there are ways to work around this in a business agreement, and I'm guessing that the Coyotes will at least explore the possibility of building on tribal lands, but this one does not seem easy by any means. There's also this. I'm not sure that the tribe would be okay with an Alex Morello ownership of the Coyotes if they were going to compete on tribal lands. So, and that's probably based on past relations. I don't know what that's based on, but that's what I've been told. So that's obviously an issue as well. Yeah, and Alex Merlo having a gaming license um, that he wouldn't be able to exercise on that land. I think having the gaming license as part of his team ownership is a huge you know, reason to keep the team and then have the team in what he wants. Obviously, Alex Merlo from the outset wants his own entertainment district. He wants his own, you know, sports book potentially um and that wouldn't be able to happen on the tribal land so that's what makes it a tough option to consider yeah yeah um Um, but it's interesting like uh, we know that they're flirting with the diamondbacks already right so there might be some way of doing this like imagine a complex where it's the diamondbacks (laughs) and the coyotes playing there i don't know it's fun to think about right and again it'd be a fantastic location be great for you right yeah where you come yeah 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 Yeah. it's all about me by the way so it's about it's about what's the best drive for me um all right another site and this one we've seen so many questions about but it should be noted that we said at the start of the show there's no intent right now to sell um and that is the footprint center um i think there's a lot of questions like why can't the coyotes just Go back to where it all began. Footprint, obviously, many moons ago was America West. Um, there's a lot of reasons why that can't ha- happen. Craig, <laughs> maybe yeah. paint us a picture of why. So first off, there are literally no NHL teams that play in t- as tenants in an NBA building. Zero. I know everyone's like, well, they share arenas all the time. Either the NHL team owns the arena or... The same owner owns both teams. There is not a situation where the NHL team is a tenant in somebody else's building. Why? Because as Richard Burke told me in that story that I wrote, way uh, you know, it feels like a month ago, but it was probably only a week ago. <laughs> the NHL relies on arena revenues more than any other league because it doesn't have the massive TV or radio deals to to bring in other revenue. 
So you need naming rights, you need parking rights, you need all the ancillary revenue that comes with owning an arena. If you don't have that, NHL teams can't make it work. Maybe they could make it work in a massive market, definitely not in a market like this. So aside from that, we already know the logistical issues of that arena that forced the Coyotes to leave in the first place. A quarter of their seats are obstructed view. And when the Suns just did their renovations, they delved even deeper into the lower bowl, so it's even more complex. Could you do that north end? Could you blow it out and go into the where all those offices are? Sure, you could probably do that. But the only way this is going to happen is if Matt Ishbia decides he wants to own the team. Now, thank uh, hat tip to Gerald Borgay, our Suns writer, for reaching out and getting a, a comment from a Suns spokesperson saying they would be willing to have that conversation with the Coyotes if they ever came up for sale. But something we said right at the top of the show, the Coyotes are not for sale right now. Confirm this with Javier, confirm this with the league. They are not for sale right now. Here's what I wonder, Leah. If you get four months down the road, if we're going into the next season and the Coyotes still haven't put a solid plan in place, at that point, does Gary Bettman say, you're out of time? I am, we are going to find a way to have you sell this team. And does he make that phone call to Matt Ishbia? I have no proof that it's going to happen. I don't believe any contact has been made between the two sides, but I have to wonder that if you're trying to save the team and there's this possibility, why wouldn't you explore it? Yeah, and we'll talk more about potential timelines um, toward the end. There was a question about the LA Kings um, and their building. What's that situation? Do you know? Like yeah, Philip Anschutz, it's, yeah. He owns the building. He owns the king. So, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, okay. We have a couple super chats and a couple questions that I want to get to. Um, we have a 999 super chat from Steven said, thank you guys for sticking with it and keeping us all up to date on events as they unfold. Y'all rock. And then followed up with forget all the haters. Go Yotes. Thank you so much, Steven. Appreciate it. Um, we have a couple of questions as well, which we might get into. Let's save the questions for the end because we might answer them as we go. Sure. Um, but before we do, obviously, a lot of what we're talking about today stems from Craig's article on gophnx.com. Um, that is free and unlocked to read, but weekly, Craig does have articles on the website that are for diehards only, which not, one perk of being a diehard is you get to read them. Um, another perk is you get access to our Discord. Another is you get 20% off all merchandise in the locker, phnxlocker.com. And another is you get 20% off on all of our events. So there's just like so many reasons to become a diehard, um, including 20% off our trip to Nashville, which is happening. We are almost sold out. So if you mm -hmm. wanna come, and let me just say this, I'm looking right in the camera. If you do not want Chicago Blackhawks fans to come on this trip, we need you to buy your tickets <laughs> today <laughs> because I was told that today they might they might try to fill the remaining couple spots with some Blackhawks fans and we don't want that. So get your tickets, come with us to Nashville. That's my cousin. Fair. Um, it's gonna be so much fun. We're going on a pontoon ride, going to a winery, we'll have meetups, live shows. You can go to the draft. It's gonna be a blast. Um, and you can go out with us on Broadway as well. So that'll be that's you don't have to pay for that part, but yeah. it is a perk to coming. Um, so join us in Nashville. Going to be a ton of fun. Um, but if you're looking for a way to hang out with us before then, come hang out with us this Friday at the Keep It 100 Golf Tournament at Dobson Ranch. Um, there's still a few tickets available. It's this Friday. You can grab this awesome polo from um, Pins and Aces. There's going to be free food, free coffee, like free snacks. It's like we were talking about it in our meeting this morning. Everything that people who just sign up get, it's yes. beyond worth the price of admission. So if you love golf um, or if you just want to try it out, come hang out with us this Friday, Dobson Ranch. Grab your tickets. It's going to be a blast an absolute blast um craig normally on mondays we get mountain mics delivered they're actually coming tomorrow and i am devastated and heartbroken because i look <laughs> forward to mountain mics every monday but that's okay because now i have something to look forward to tomorrow um and if you want to check out mountain mike's pizza they have locations all over um mesa chandler tucson even so you can head over to mountainmikespizza.com check them out and Another perk to becoming a diehard, you get a $50 voucher for Mountain Mike's Pond signing up. Not so. only does Max take care of all of our uh, 
sponsorships, but he feeds us too. So he does. And then thank you, Mountain Mikes. Yeah, thank you, Mountain Mikes. They really come through for us. Um, and especially in th these times for us, we need we need some <laughs> pizza, food. okay? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's excellent. Um, all right, PD is in our chat. Uh-oh. Just touched down in Dallas, still on the plane. Love it. Um, all right, let's continue with the site options. And this is where it starts to get a little bit interesting, Craig. And granular. <laughs> Yeah, Thank and things that we don't fully understand, but we will try to right. tell you anyway. Um, let's talk about county islands and privately owned parcels. Mm -hmm. I did not know what a county island was until last week. Oh, I, I knew what a county island was, but I didn't know, you know how it might factor into this until somebody suggested it to me. Um, it's basically, it's not part of any city. So the, the advantage for county islands, I'll just lay it out. There are a bunch of them within the zone that you would expect the coyotes to want to develop, right? They need to stay close to the core. And when, when I say the core, I understand downtown's part of that. And there are some county islands there. There are some privately owned parcels in, parcels in downtown Phoenix or around Phoenix that are worth considering as well. And the coyotes may look at. So I want to make clear, first of all, in this story, by no means did I highlight all the places the coyotes might be looking. They haven't told me, okay? They're not, they're, they're not, they're not handing me a map <laughs> and saying, hey, mention this, 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 and this. They, you have to explore these privately owned parcels, first of all, to find out if the owners even want to sell. Sometimes there are complications where it's multiple owners, so you've got to finagle that. It's it's difficult, obviously. If there are a handful of owners, you've got to figure out what, what works for all of them and the deal becomes more complex. But I think it's something to consider in Phoenix, in Tempe. I know it's not technically Tempe, it's a county island, but there are a couple that are basically Tempe. I mentioned Oceanside, which would be insane. Um, and there are, there are county islands elsewhere. Uh, one that I think Dennis Welch mentioned, and I mentioned as well, is a little bit down the Red Mountain Freeway in what is sort of Mesa around Alma School Road. I think a, a lot of people, when this story ran, started hunting to see where there are county islands in the East Valley and Phoenix and there are a lot of them. So we'll have to wait to see how that plays out. Again, the advantage here is no public vote. The disadvantage, how do you get tax abatements? And again, I am not a tax expert, so I have no idea. The coyotes need tax abatements. We saw that with the previous deal. So they would have to figure that out to make a county island work. Could it, could it happen? I don't know, maybe. But again, there are complexities with this possibility, just as there are complexities with the previous things we talked about. Um. All right, there's some haters in the chat. Just just keep up with the facts. That's all I'm going to say. Um, okay, the county islands are very interesting. And another thing that's interesting that I also didn't know existed before your article, um, opportunity zones. What is that? I just want to address yeah, you Stephen can address. Bauer. Stephen Bauer, uh, you should probably look at what Bill Daly had to say. I'm still waiting to hear from the PA, although I did hear from a number of agents, almost all the agents, none of whom have heard anything about this. So we'll see if that report is actually true. There may be some teeth to it, but right now I haven't been able to corroborate that there's any truth to it whatsoever. And Rhett, yes. And you can rewind to the start of the show where we address, address excuse me, the NHLPA stuff. And as Craig mentioned, we're still waiting on comment. Did get comment from Bill Daly. You can see it um, on Craig's Twitter at Craig S. Morgan right now. Um, and for those talking about Houston, we also said at the start of the show, they are not for sale at this moment, so leave it. Um, okay, opportunity zones, what the heck is that? <laughs> Can you just read that one graph? I mean... Wait, the first one? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't write much on it. All one. right. Yeah. Get, get ready to fall asleep. Congress created opportunity zones as part of the Tax Cuts and Job Acts of 2017 to increase investments in housing and real estate in underdeveloped or low-income areas of the United States. The act grants the IRS the authority to designate opportunity zones and give specific tax incentives to investors for improving these zones. So we do have a map of various opportunity zones um, in the valley across Tempe and Scottsdale. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this. If you're not, um, you can see it at the toward the bottom of Craig's article on gophnext.com. Can I just say that if the blue were actually water in the valley, this would be a much cooler place to live? <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> uh, yeah, now we're talking about congressional acts. Okay. I didn't expect to be here, Leah, but it's another <laughs> thing to consider. And again, again, I want to stress over and over again, I probably haven't hit on all the possibilities that they're looking at here. What I can say, or what I, what I, my guess is anyway, although the league has not set any specific timeline, 
you have to believe that the Coyotes are under the gun to get something before the league in the next few months. We know that the Board of Governors is not happy about the current situation. We know that the PA is not happy about the situation. They were monitoring it all season long. Um, I, I've had comments from PA representatives in the past talking about how they're monitoring it and concerned about it. We know there have been issues like the travel we just mentioned earlier. So they need an answer. They need some sort of resolution. They need a plan in front of the league, and it has to happen fairly soon. Otherwise, the wheels start spinning on what comes next, what comes beyond an Alex Morello ownership group. And, you know, we mentioned Ishbia as one possibility. But yes, if we get beyond that point, if they can't come up with a solid plan for an arena, does relocation become a, pro a possibility? Absolutely at that point. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And that's why we all went to bed Tuesday night thinking that it was, was over. A, it was over. And we woke up Wednesday morning with hearing that they were exploring all the options in Arizona still everything we said at the start of the show they're not for sale they have no plans to force a sale right now and we know that Alex Merlo wants this team and he wants to keep them in Arizona so that's what we're going to continue to explore until something changes otherwise um, so for everyone calling for relocation just hold your breath because it's not happening right now we're not saying it couldn't um, and the, the Coyotes would be smart to get this figured out before the start of the season. And we just saw, I just saw a comment um, about Logan Cooley, which we discussed on Friday's show, but it was before we had heard um, from Logan himself. And, and he mentioned to you, Craig, that the arena vote did mm -hmm. play a factor in his decision. Yeah. And it's a scary thing to think about. And I don't, I don't blame him at all for that. Like I don't at all. Like we're, we're stressed because of all the instability. Right. So you have to imagine the players who their literal job is to show up and play hockey for this team. And with all this uncertainty, yeah. if the Coyotes, and we've been talking about the, the rebuild and the timeline and, you know, hopefully fingers crossed, like they find a situation, the timeline stays the exact same. They don't really have to change a thing. They, you know, they play in mullet for the same number of seasons that they were planning to with the Ted, they find their new arena. It is what it is. Everything works out rainbows and butterflies we'll see yeah. um if they want to stick to that they need to have a solution in place because otherwise like players aren't going to want to play right. here and that's, it is not just logan cooley like logan cooley has time to play with like, listen I, he said he, he told me he was leaning toward turning pro and the vote probably swayed him a bit but he, you know he's getting advice from advisors as well I still think, you know, Logan Cooley, if, if they come up with a plan, like hey, Logan Cooley's cool. Even if they move, Logan Cooley's going to turn pro at some point. Yes. I'm not sure he's going to abandon the franchise. I've never gotten that sense no. at all from anyone involved in it. It's just, it's in a state of chaos right now. So is it the best place for him to develop? Maybe not. But then you look at the guys on the roster, right? Look at the core. How much longer are they going to have patience with this? Yeah. This can't – like when you look at their situation, Jacob Chikrin's already out of here. And I know there's a lot of hate for Jacob Chikrin. But the one thing I will say about what, what he wanted to do is he didn't want to spend the prime of his career in a rebuilding situation. And I get it. And, and you couple that with the instability. Like we all thought that this plan was going to come to fruition in Tevi. Well, now it hasn't. So it's back to square one. You have to understand his perspective. Do you want to spend the prime of your career in this sort of situation? It's not fair to ask players that. And I understand if they come to the point where they decide they don't. And I'm not just talking about Chikri now. you got to start looking at some of the other players. How long are they going to be patient with this season or, or with this situation before they too ask out? I know there's a lot about Clayton Keller. I can tell you there's no trade request right now. He's not demanding a trade, so... Get off that train. That's simply not the case. But they want to see progress. They know that they're still in a rebuild, but they want to see that the, the ownership group is willing to spend some on improving the team. Not by going out and getting like $9 million <laughs> defensemen, but they need to see progress moving forward. And they absolutely need to see some clarity on the arena situation. Absolutely. So we'll continue to follow it. We're just as in you know i guess disarray as everyone else and if the coyotes by the season start can say here's our plan here's what we're going to do here's the timeline there's no contingency in terms of a public vote like you know that was a year and a half process the the time from the the tempe stuff till last tuesday that was a year and a half they don't have a year and a half anymore like we need right. to get moving on this or 
everyone everything's up in the air and then everything's screwed sure and and when you start talking about relocation like people are wondering well was well, the league already having conversations they'd be stupid not to right you you got to have a contingency plan you have to know okay what are my possibilities at least if if it comes to this now they've already granted them another year at mullet i don't know if that's going to be a lame duck season yet i think we'll probably have a really good idea of that before the season starts but you've got all these other things. These situations are so fluid, right? Like, I'll bet nobody knew until Gerald made a call that Matt Ishbia would have a conversation about buying the Coyotes. That's on the table now. So is it a reality? I don't know. But that's something they would have to explore. And it's certainly a hell of a lot easier than relocating a team to another market. And But when you start looking at those other markets, we've heard some reports. We've been hearing Houston forever. That reporting hasn't been very good because there are issues with Houston. There are very real issues that the league has looked into. It's not as simple as people make it sound. It's not, oh, Tillman Fertitta wants a hockey team. Well, in truth, no, he really doesn't. If you do your homework, if you do the reporting, you'll find out he does it now, not at the price tag. So you'd have to find another way to make that work. And again, I come back to my longstanding belief about the league when you're trying to figure out these situations. Follow the money. How much money can they make in relocation versus how much money can they make in expansion? So think about that as well, because owners definitely like to make money. So there are a lot of details that need to be explored if you're going to talk about those relocation sites before you can say, it's simple, just move them to Houston or just move them to Salt Lake City. All right. Um, well, we have a or couple- Hartford, apparently. No, not going to Hartford, please. All right. Um, we have a couple of questions in our chat, which we'll get to in just a second. But one of the perks of being in Arizona is that we have Four Peaks beer here. Um, and thank goodness for Four Peaks. <laughs> Ooh, I've had week. I've had a lot of wows <laughs> last week. I got to be honest. Yeah. Um, Four Peaks, you can buy their beer anywhere you buy beer. And they also have the Four Peaks A Street Pub in Tempe. Um, so you should check them out. Their beer is phenomenal their food at the eight street pub is phenomenal uh, and they have a really cool thing going on right now d-backs four peaks four seats one lucky winner will get four seats to an upcoming diamondbacks game the tickets come with d-bucks so you can grab some food ice cold wow wheat or hop not you can enter by going to at four peaks brew on instagram the link is in our bio check out four peaks brew or four peaks pub on instagram to keep up with the latest at arizona's hometown brewery you gotta be 21 or older to drink four peaks and please drink responsibly um I mentioned the NHL playoffs earlier. It's been a phenomenally entertaining um, Eastern and Western Conference final. And uh, PD is commenting on our chat from the, the plane in Dallas. And that is because PD is on the road with ESPN for the Western Conference final. Um, and I know a lot of people don't even know what PD does, but any like replay you see where there's something being drawn like yeah. on the screen, PD did that. Um, so if you want to watch ESPN for the Western Conference Final, you can do so on Fubo TV. They carry ESPN, plus they carry 140 other live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device, um, and you can also get a thousand hours of cloud DBR at no extra charge. You can also watch the D-backs on Bally Sports um, on Fubo TV as well. So use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. All right, let's get to some of these questions um, in the chat. I think we might have answered a few as we've gone along, but we'll just go through. Um, Kane, and I know Kane's been asking this since last Friday, so appreciate your patience with this, said, any chance the Coyotes try to buy the site from whoever bought Big Surf Wave Park? What about buying the Cartson Golf Course from 2016? Is the Arizona or Scarizona site in Mesa an option? Mesa Riverview. That's a lot of places, but do you have any... <laughs> Mesa Riverview, I think, is an option. No clue about the others. Again, the Coyotes aren't telling me where, where they're looking to buy, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I do think that Mesa Riverview area is an area to look at, though. Um, Kane also asked about the Oceanside site, which we did mention. Um, yeah. that, that was, what, a county island? Mm -hmm. Okay. I can't imagine that. How weird that would that be. That would be insane. And honestly, great spot. Like, yeah. wonderful location. Um, accessible. Very accessible. Yeah. Um, Brandon Mann, or Brando man, sorry. Is there any way they could build something in Scottsdale? I, I, I don't, sure it's a possibility. I mean, I, th I think the the Republic actually talked to a bunch of council members who are lukewarm on the idea of building in Scottsdale. So I'm not sure that they'd have the uh, the interest. Um, I don't know if they'd have the backing. I haven't really explored it that much. 
my sense is that's not really what they're targeting anyway. So okay, um, M asked Indian Steel Park. Which one? Indian Steel Park. I don't even know where that is. It's close to our old office, like okay. right near the VA, kind of. All right. Uh, let, let's let's okay. avoid questions that ask about specific sites. Okay. Because like I don't know, I can't I, I can't go on every. Yeah, sounds good. Um, okay. Um, let's see. Why did the arena deal with ASU fall through? Well. It wasn't with ASU. Yeah, back, well, well oh, it, it was the, old the, the one, Karsten old one. one. Yeah. A couple of reasons. Um, this is getting granular again, but the basically the legislature just threw, lumped it in with ASU's request for bonds for the engineering school, and Michael Crow threw up his hands at some point and just got tired of the fact that they were equating the two and saying, you're asking for this, you're asking for that. The other truth is Andy Barraway didn't have the money to put forth like the Alex Morello ownership group did. We didn't, and the structure of the deal looked different. So, those are your two main reasons. All right. Anything else <laughs> you want to say on the subject or any subject? Not really. <laughs> I'm enjoying the playoffs. I mean, you kidding me? Every game in overtime so far. I'm a little surprised that Dallas didn't find a way to get one of those games. Props to Aiden Hill. He's having a nice short run here. So, don't lose your mind that they. They got a second round pick for a guy who was viewed as a number three goalie at the time. So don't lose your mind on that trade. Did they give up on him too soon? I don't know. Was he 27 now? Going to be 28? Maybe. Maybe he turns into this. Or maybe this is just a flash in the pan. This is not a large enough sample to say Aiden Hill's a great number one goalie. Remember, he got moved from Arizona. He got moved from San Jose. And Vegas had him as their number three guy going into the postseason. So that's kind of what he's been thought of around the league up until this point. Yep. And we will talk more about the playoffs later this week. And I know every day that we don't talk about the arena, people are in the comments asking us about it. We can only talk about it so much. What we talked about today is everything we know so far. Um, and if yeah. you and if you didn't read Craig's article, again, I'll say it again. Go to gophnext.com um, and read the story, examining possible valley sites for Coyotes Arena. Um, it gets more in-depth of what we talked about today. But we will continue to update you if we find stuff out um if we want to explore other things but the the truth is we just have to keep chugging along we're waiting just like you yeah we're waiting just like you yeah. um and we have five shows a week no matter what so we're going to talk about other stuff as well um and i guess we'll just be hopeful that things will work out i'm kind of i'm excited about tomorrow's guest because uh, as as he told me in a text message today uh you know maybe we should talk about some stuff off the air because i'm kind of a loose cannon we're going to have former NHL goaltender Eddie Lack on the show tomorrow. Who We're going to talk goaltending. We're going to talk ASU. And we'll probably get a shameless plug from Eddie about his real estate business as well. But Eddie Lack. Maybe he can be the real estate expert. Eddie Lack is a blast. I'll, I'll just put it. He's got a phenomenal sense of humor. Great guy. We're really looking forward to having him on the show. And I'm not sure we'll talk about arena at all. I don't want to talk about the arena. I'm done done for a while you can just replay this episode if you want to hear more arena yeah. talk so we're, we're doing our best we appreciate everybody here um our diehards in the chat coyotes fans in the chat we see you um the haters thanks for the engagement in our chat please hit the like button on this video if you're watching on youtube if you're listening on audio leave us a review um it, it really means a lot to us if you do so and you can follow everyone on twitter because this is what we're talking about, especially Craig at Craig S. Morgan on Twitter. Um, you can follow PD, follow his adventures in the playoffs. If you missed his walking and talking with Chance, uh, the mascot, it was an all-timer. PD, I wanted a little more sales job from you on that, by the way, about having your head devoured. I yeah. wanted a little more fear in your eyes. So, but you know, maybe we'll do take two. There is an actual walking and talking, um, hopefully coming today. I won't say who yet, but it's going to be a good one former coyote so that's all i'll say on that um so shout out pd you can follow him at s peters hockey you can follow me at leah merrill you can follow sean at sean underscore deposit follow the show at phnx underscore coyotes in fact we are inching closer to five thousand. we are about 35 36 followers away from five thousand on twitter right. um so share, share it with your friends share it with your family let's get us to five thousand followers um yeah, everything you need to know about the Coyotes, it's all right there. So we appreciate everyone. I know this has been um, a tough week, <laughs> very tough. Um, but as I've been saying in the Discord and, and every day, oh, my God, 
<laughs> what time? We're in this together. Like, wait, wait, right. is, this, is this Shane Doan calling in at the end of the show? I know, right? <laughs> All right, let's oh, bring him in. It's not Shane Doan. It's, 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 it's Steve Peters calling in we were, at the end I of the show. I was about to send us to the end screen, Petey. <laughs> I know, but then I heard, I literally got off the plate and heard you guys saying I should have sold that better with um, uh, Chance, and I just had to tell my story. He was not a very good actor. Like, he didn't understand the plan, so I, <laughs> that was what the problem was. We literally didn't get to write a script. I had to stop the guy in the parking lot and said, hey, can you do this? And they said, here's the plan, and he didn't follow. He was supposed to run off, and I was supposed to chase him. Well, he didn't do that, and he just bit my head, so... It looked very awkward and it was very uncomfortable <laughs> for me. <laughs> but today's, did Leah, I heard Leah tease it, but the, the Wi-Fi here at the DFW airport's not great. Um, did did you say who it is? No, I just said it was a former coyote. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, that's fine. Great. Yeah. Good stuff. Make sure I didn't mean to make your show longer. I got to go listen to the beginning because it kept cutting out. So I got to find out what an opportunity zone is, <laughs> what a county island is. <laughs> Save your time, uh, now buddy. For now, don't bother. Just wait for the luggage. Here, here is one thing I'll say, and, and I've been around a lot of hockey people here in the last, you know, four days. It is a major topic of conversation everywhere mm -hmm. I go, um, whether it's staff people, um, uh, media people. It is a big deal. Fans, it's a big deal. Everybody wants to know what's happening with the Coyotes. Um, some are convinced that it's moving. Some are saying, isn't it about time or this, it, this city needs to let it go. And then you have to explain what's really happening there and what's happening with the fan base and what's going on economically and, and why this team can still survive there. So I think it's still, it, it's, you know, you talk about the ownership group educating the voters. It, it's up to us to continue to educate the fans and the people out there that, hey, there is still a hockey market here in the state of Arizona. So Craig, we'll keep reading your article and hopefully you find, find us a place to play. <laughs> it's all, right. all up to Craig. All right, Petey, enjoy Big D. It is. <laughs> okay, guys, we will uh, talk soon. I will actually, I'm probably supposed to know a schedule or a meeting or something, so I'll probably check in after the show. <laughs> all right, sounds all right. good. Bye, Petey. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I love how he continues to not know what's going on um, at all times, even uh, with ESPN. <laughs> uh, we appreciate Petey, and we hopefully will check in um, with him again later in the week but yeah he'll be on the road all week but giving us some great content from dallas and vegas all right <laughs> let's wrap up finally yeah. um thanks again everyone for being here like we said tomorrow phnx sports youtube channel with eddie lack be sure to subscribe hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live we're here monday to friday five days a week no matter what so join us every day on the phnx sports youtube channel enjoy the rest of your monday everyone and we'll see you tomorrow